A boop, 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 boop. Well, hello there, Jessica. It's me, Bing Crosby. Oh, you sound a little more Southern than I remember, Mr. Crosby. I think I sound just fine. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, <laughs> a boop, 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 boop. I was wondering if you've seen David Bowie around. I think that little twerp stole from me when I invited him in my house the other day. Yeah, I can't, can't say I have. I don't, uh, don't, don't think I've seen him around. Why do you have to cover up for him, Jessica? <laughs> now you listen to me. You tell me where he is. If you see that little twerp, you tell him I've got a present for him for Christmas. It's a crowbar for his knees. I'm being Crosby. <laughs> Here is where you're finding me in the exact same place as New Year's Eve And from the lack of my persistency, we're less than half as close as I wanna be In the first time that you opened your eyes, did you realize that you would be my savior In the first breath that left your lips, did you know that it That didn't sound anything like Bing Crosby. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Sure it did. Yes, we still did another bit. Maybe we'll stop doing them. We gotta finish through Christmas. Keep doing our horrible comedy routines. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Our Christmas present to you is us just stopping. (laughs) With Um, the opening bits. Yeah. I, um, I, after I researched I Celebrate the Day, because this week we're doing I Celebrate the Day, as well as the two lead-in songs to that, which are Silent Night and Away in a Manger. But after I finished my YouTube research of the song, I was getting a lot of, like, generic Christmas videos recommended to me. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the Bing Crosby, David Bowie TV uh. appearance together. And I watched it, and then I tweeted from our pod account. I said, like, I want that scene, but where they sing I Celebrate the Day <laughs> instead of Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth. So, yes, it's a, it is our third pod of Christmas. Yes. Advent is ticking away on our way to the big special day. <laughs> yes. The big special day that we will celebrate. Yes. But if, you know, what could we be picking for our fourth pod of Christmas? Because, you know, today we're singing that we celebrate the day. Seems like this would have been an appropriate one to actually do on Christmas. So what could we be doing on Christmas? That's for are you we, to find out in oh, two weeks. I was going to say, are, we, are you setting it up? Or I'm we just not, setting up the mystery box. Know. Okay. But this week we're doing I Celebrate the Day. Every time I hear this title, all I can think about is Life Day. The, uh, the Wookiee holiday from the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. That's I, all I can think about when I, I hear this. I can't blame you. I don't think that's sacrilegious because I can't, I don't think, I can't think of another christmas song that just focuses on the words the day you know what yeah. i mean there's lots of song christmas there's lots of songs we associate with christmas that are about the season or about christmas itself or just about winter just about snow right but i don't think there's one where in the title it's just like it's the day right like it's a and it's definitely about christmas it's absolutely about christmas it's about jesus and his birth and all of that but yeah i, I totally i can see why it's kind of like a curveball to have a Christmas song that just says, I celebrate the day, as opposed to the title focusing on Christmas. Are there any fan music videos this week that are from the Star Wars Christmas special set to this song with itchy and 
Grandpa Stinky oh. and Squirrely and <laughs> I was names? like, I've been first. I'm thinking like, what were their names? <laughs> the the the, the like Grandpa is, Itchy, right? yeah, Chewbacca's pa- uh, family. It yeah. was like Lumpy, Lumpy, and, and Itchy, I think, or Scratchy, or something. Yeah, yeah. No, there are not. Would you believe it? That a song that is specifically about Christmas. There are there aren't fan videos, fandom videos set to movies and anime. I am shocked. <laughs> I guess we didn't find it for the other songs either. Like, it seems like most Reliant K songs, someone has taken their favorite anime or their favorite TV show and edited together a little thing, but nobody's, not for the Christmas Nobody videos. is putting together their favorite Hallmark Christmas couples, like, doing stuff to Reliant K Christmas That's a songs. good idea. <laughs> Make a little, like, Hall- yeah. like a little Hallmark uh, promo. Yeah. Not that I've seen. There. Let me see. What kind of stuff do we have this week? We can skip ahead. There's... Oh, you know what the theme... Of this song is what? people playing the song in their church. Ah, see now when we did God a couple months ago now, mm-hmm. I was like, this is the song that definitely like some modern praise and worship bands in churches have must have covered. Yeah, and then we literally found no covers. Right, <laughs> we didn't find a single cover except for what people submitted to us. It's the perfect song for that. People do it with Ren Collective. Why not? Right. Yeah. But this song, I Celebrate the Day, is a song that's done in a lot of recitals. It's done in a lot of just, right, it seem, it's, some of them seem like special Christmas services, but other ones seem like just like December regular Sunday services and people performing the song in the church while no one's there, like using the church recording and video equipment to like do a demo of the song. Yeah, people really love this song. And I What's don't, your take on it? <laughs> I don't completely understand why. <laughs> So, I will say, (laughs) no, but here's the thing, and we've been talking about it before we recorded. It's been the theme of the Four Pods of Christmas that I don't like Christmas music, right? I don't like Christmas music. That's just a life theme for you. Yeah, I find it too melancholy. I know that the idea is it's supposed to be like a melancholy feeling that is supposed to be like sort of joyous and wistful, but I just, as I've said, when I hear Christmas music... Instead of thinking about being by the fire, I think of the cold at my back. That's right. what Christmas music makes me feel. This song, I'm kind of, I'm on a roller coaster ride with this song of that feeling. Like there's some bars and moments of this song that are feel so elevated out of your typical Christian, sorry, Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like, when I pull it back down into another moment of like melancholy sort of dark Christmas wistfulness. Like, that's how I go off of this song. Now, the two songs that lead into it, uh, Silent, <laughs> look on the Silent back. Night and Away in the Manger. Sil- Silent Night and Away in the Manger. Those are prototypical Danny doesn't like Christmas music, right? See, I actually prefer the lead-in songs. Right. I like the little, I don't know, is it a medley? It, can it be considered a medley? I guess it's it just two songs yeah, sure. that are, like, cut down because right. it's only about, like, a minute or so of each song. Right. Yeah, it could be considered a medley for sure. Um, and I do enjoy their renditions of those songs. We um, were debating whether or not we thought we needed to do all three songs that compose two tracks. So just to sum it up for people who don't know, on Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Dear, this I Celebrate the Day is one of the singles off of the album. There was no music video, right? But there was a digital single. It was on one of the happy Christmas comps from Tooth and Nail Records, which mm. were like big, it's like the alternative, like 
alternative Christian rock compilations of Christmas music. Like I had the first two, they had like Five Arm Frenzy and MXPX, the Christmas Day. Oh, I can talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, the song that I've said is one of the only Christmas songs I like, which is Christmas Day by MXPX. Yes. That's on one of the happy Christmas comps. Um, but then there's sort of a lead in to this being one of the singles off of this album, mm-hmm. which is he does like a two to three minute med- mini medley of those two classic songs, Silent Night and Away in a Manger. Well, we'll we'll, put, we'll cut it in and post, but here's the transition from those two classic songs into the single. Sleep on the hay. And with this Christmas... So you can kind of see how, like, they're just so up against... It's... It's seamless. It's seamless. And so I've it, seen I've seen a lot of people praise that online and talk about how like perfect that transition is. Yeah. And to you I would say <laughs> you have never heard Freak into Art Deco on Ugh. Honeymoon by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> There's lots of seamless transitions. There for are songs. lots of seamless transitions for songs. And I'm like, this I get it, but So the debate for us on this podcast was do those three songs, which comprise two tracks on the CD, does it count as one episode for us? Because we always take intros and outros and interludes, mm-hmm. and we put them together with the song they match with. We have done it to our detriment with Forget Not Slow Down, where it made it a way shorter album for us to do on the podcast. And so after listening, I think it was actually Tim Wilson on Twitter, like, he posed the question. He's like, is this meant to be one song? Is it, it's like Savannah with its intro and outro, are probably the most comparable to this situation. It's like, do you consider Baby and Oasis to be separate songs? Are they meant to be part of a larger piece? Do you, can you, you think of Savannah by itself, but also think of it as the full suite, right? And I think you can think of Savannah as a separate song, but you also, in my opinion, you should always listen to it with Oasis. Agreed. So I think in this case, I celebrate the day I feel like it's sort of meant to be heard with the intro track of Silent Night and Away in a Manger. But I think they knew they kind of had a Christmas hit on their hands. Mm-hmm. And it is so such a popular song. There's so much on YouTube about it. Um, yeah, there. when I did the deep dive, there were 15 pages of results. <laughs> I think that's the most results I've gotten on any deep dive I've done. However, I will say there were three links that I clicked and I've never encountered this with Reliant K research before that took me to shady virus sites. Like (laughs) didn't take me to like the actual pages with like a a pop up or anything. I was on my phone, just pages with confetti telling me I'd won stuff with URLs. (laughs) Like we're stealing your info.net. Like, you know, like uh, the fourth time it happened, a window popped up telling me it wanted me to like switch apps to download something. And I was like, nope, done. So right. I'm sorry if there was anything really like amazing out there. I, I, I was on page 15 by the time I gave up and I was just like. I don't know a lot about those like spam results that you get on Google. I don't know exactly what they are, but they're really common for a lot of different search results. And they kind of want to trick you into going to them. Like sometimes they're sometimes they just take information from lyric sites like there's so many you know 
fake lyric sites out mm-hmm. there. Like you type in any song and there's 800 lyrics pages. Because I and never a bunch click of them on the spam. Yeah, things. I never click on the lyrics pages because I'm like I go to like I mean Google itself has their own like whatever their lyrics page thing is so that's right. what i usually go to to look at you so sho- i never click on the extra ones you showed me one where it was like joe hoops is the guitarist it of reliant was, k that i really wanted to see that it said <laughs> will hoops guitarist of reliant k since 1998 and i'm like i want to know more about this i want to read this article and no and it was a fake article sometimes they take it like, wasn't Wikipedia. even there right it just it just took me to a website that was like you have won like a 500 dollar costco gift card or something like like that. Right. I'd imagine that like if you like look at crazy internet pornography, like there's probably pages that are loaded with those sort of things, right? So they're like, well, how do we get so the spammers are like, how do we get people that aren't perverts? <laughs> we get them <laughs> with like random seeming interesting info about like obscure Christian bands. But they probably have some sort of aggregate thing that helps them figure out search results that are not massive but not tiny that just have that right size of audience who are starving for certain information about it extra information you know what i mean maybe but some of them were like blogs like it said that it was supposed to be taking me to a blog and just never went there it could also be (laughs) it's just the danny speculates about how internet security (laughs) works podcast but basically i was i'm wondering like were they were there blogs? It's possible like there were blogs somewhere out there on the internet at some point, and those websites were not secure, and viruses were basically planted on them over the course of 10, 20 years, right. you know what I mean? Or their information was stripped out or copied out and posted to these other spam things. But yeah, it's just funny that this song has had... I was watching you, and I was watching these things pop up, and I was yeah. trying to figure it out myself, but it was funny. Uh, but anyway, so the thing is, yeah, I think I Celebrate the Day is its own song, but I didn't think we could do just the Silent Night Away in a Manger episode on its own. Like, technically, I thought we could, we can do... I mean, do, we could. We could, but I don't think it would be proper. Like, I think you can absolutely do, from our point of view, a Celebrate the Day solo episode. Plus, but, there are a lot of Reliant K Christmas songs that we need to get through. Right. So. <laughs> so bunching any together. And I don't have a lot to say about Silent Night and Away in the Manger because they're just like, they're, they're stripped. They're snippets. They're snippets. They're not full versions of the song. And he plays them straight ahead. It's not yeah. like, it's not something like um, We Wish You a Merry Christmas where he totally reworks 75% of the song. Right. And it's not like, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, where they added a new chorus. Yeah, yeah. It's just the actual song play. And it's not even like Sleigh Ride, where they took the song as it actually is, but rearranged the instrumentation and added certain jazzy elements and rockin' elements. And didn't have certain lyrics. Didn't have certain lyrics. Like, Silent Night, Away in a Manger, my beginning and end, my only notes on them is they are just fine <laughs> piano versions of the song. With that little, there is that little added electronic uh, rhythm right in there well i have they're not deep dives they're just i have some general information about those two songs just so we can close the just, book on these yes songs, just on these mini songs but we'll get to that a little later these mini carols yes is there any top of the show business um a little bit like we have some voicemails but we're kind of strapped for time tonight we kind of have a hard out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do those next week oh i was saying that about mxpx christmas day I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happened before last week's episode. 
but I didn't get around to it. I wanted to save it for the four pods of Christmas. Super exciting. <laughs> I went to see MXPX at the House of Blues in Anaheim. Oh, that's right. You did. And they played Christmas Day live. Oh. And I'm not sure. I didn't look at Setlist FM, but it's not a song they've been known to play live. Wow, that's exciting. It was really exciting. It was that's super, super exciting. Cool. People were like, they made a joke as they were leaning into it where they said, um, like, hey, don't you hate it when people have their Christmas decorations out too early? And then Tom's, and then that's what Mike says. And then Tom's like, yeah, I hate it. And then Mike's like, well, we're going to play a Christmas song too early. <laughs> and then they play their, and then I think, and a lot of people I talked to after the show, they were like, oh, we thought it was going to be the, the, the song called December, their newer Christmas single, mm. the one that's got the lead singer of uh, Simple Plan on it, but that they would just, you know, do it with just Mike singing all the words or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they did. They did the, he's like, this is the first ever Christmas song we wrote. And I was like, oh. <gasps> No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So that was really exciting. Um, and then did you have any top of the show business? Because you told me a pretty bizarre story this morning. <laughs> so last night I had a dream. And it's funny, I don't usually remember my dreams. Like it's very rare. Like I maybe remember two to three dreams a year. And person, and I just want to say going into this, I personally think people's dream stories are not interesting outside of like the, unless you tell them to someone the minute you wake up, like they're not really interesting. But I think because our podcast is slowly leaking into our everyday <laughs> lives, I found this more interesting than your typical dream story. <laughs> this It is podcast related. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this dream that I was at a Christian music festival. Danny was not there. And this Christian music festival was in like a college or something. Because indoors. I, indoor. It was indoors. And like each band was set up in a different classroom. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they decided to shove Reliant K in like an alcove outside the library. And the library in this university was on the second floor. It's very specific details. Okay. And it was it was just the mats. And then Ethan. Oh. It was just those three. Oh, okay. And they were like upset about being shoved in this corner in a hallway. Uh-huh. And they're like, man, we got to talk to whoever about this. And there were only like, it was only me and like four other people waiting to hear them play. And like the merch table wasn't even set up yet or anything. And like, they were like, man, why isn't the merch table set up yet? We got to get on goatee about this. Cause it was just one like large goatee merch table with all the goatee record okay. bands stuff there. Right. And lots of John Rubin merch, but no, yeah, <laughs> no Relying K. As they went to move their stuff, I was like, being the helpful individual that I'm, I'm like, oh, can I can I help you move this stuff? And Matt Teeson was like, yeah, can you help me set up this like mic over here? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so he's like, here, I'm going to hold this thing while you put that in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to be cool because I'm talking to Matt Teeson. In my dream, I'm like, I got I to gotta play this cool. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, don't mention the podcast. Don't mention the podcast. This don't is my mention this that is you why have a song by song Reliant K podcast. Just be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like talking to him. I'm like, we got to build a rapport. I'm like, do I even mention Danny? Should I be like, hey, my husband and his best friend used to like follow you guys around New England. And do you remember yeah. them? Like, and even that I was like, I have to wait until we build a little bit of a rapport. And he, <laughs> you were like, like embarrassed. I was embarrassed. in your dream yeah. world about the facts of me in real life. <laughs> yes. You, your husband embarrassed you, but you were still like, well, I got to mention it somehow. Yeah. And then I bought a shirt and woke up. <laughs> 
You bought a shirt. Yeah. What was the shirt? Well, the, they finished setting up the merch table. It looked like like a five score era kind of shirt. It oh, had okay. sort of that outdoorsy, um, cartoony, okay. Reliant K look to it. Very interesting. Now, if there's any people out there that have one of those like uh, spiritual gifts of dream interpretation, please <laughs> send us an email. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, that just randomly reminded me that years ago, like. Right after high school, maybe in high school, maybe my senior year. And I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to tell a whole dream. I have more details about this story, about this dream. But I'm not going to bore people with all those, like, it was kind of my house I grew up in, but it kind of wasn't. So, like, I'm not going to, whatever. There's one specific detail of this dream I had is that I was in a high school. It's like some random high school that wasn't like anyone I know, any I know in real life. And I'm walking around. And then Metallica is playing and i'm not a metallica fan but metallica is playing in the library and i'm like oh this is pretty cool so i go over and i'm gonna go check it out and then in my dream i'm like oh no i've got to be somewhere it's really important and so i get up to leave because i'm like crap i have to go somewhere and only like 25 people are sitting in the library watching metallica play (laughs) and in that moment they mention that they've become christian and I don't have a lot of Christian dreams either. It's like, hey, everyone, we're Metallica and we're Christian now. And at the same moment that I stand up because I realize I have to be somewhere, he says that. And everyone else stands up to leave upset that they're Christian now. And I suddenly get freaked out because I'm like, oh, no, Metallica thinks I hate them because they're Christian now. But I just and in my mind, I'm like, I just don't care about Metallica, but that's good for them. But I've also really got to be somewhere right now. It was the weirdest dream. And it just reminded me because they were also playing in a school. Yeah. And if they were also a Christian related <laughs> dream, welcome do you to have, our dream party. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, dream band? Do you have any band do, do you have any dreams about bands playing in high schools <laughs> yeah. specifically? Or colleges. Or colleges. Just indoors in administrative buildings for schools. Hit us up. Let us know your dreams. Let us know your thoughts, your dreams, your ambitions. You can uh, leave us a voicemail, 402 95 Sadie. You can email us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on uh, Instagram and Twitter, both at sadiehawkinspod. Nice. (laughs) So, anyway, we were talking about the song a little bit before we got into all of that. So, yeah, so I, I feel like Silent Night, Away in a Manger, do we really have anything else to say about it? No, you have a little bit of information about those songs, I right? do. Do you want to do those first? Yeah, let's just do those okay. first, just kind of get it out of the way. So, full disclosure, I just did, like, a basic Wikipedia sort of search on this. I didn't dive real deep into these songs. Mm-hmm. So, Silent Night, uh, just a little info, was composed in 1818 by Franz Xavier Gruber, that's Hans Gruber's brother, uh, another great Christmas figure. The song is 201 years old. Ooh, Where were true. all the 200, the bicentennial celebrations of Away in a Manger? Silent Night. Silent Night, sorry. Um, and the lyrics were by Joseph Marr, and they wrote this in Austria. Uh, the piece was first performed December 24th, 1818, and published in 1833, though a manuscript was discovered in 1995, written in Moore's handwriting, and carbon dated to 1820. 
do I have to write all these dates down? Is this going to be on the quiz? <laughs> it is. I thought there were not going to be any dates on the quizzes. There are dates on the quiz. Oh, oh I hiccuped in the middle of that. <laughs> so they found this manuscript in the lyricist's handwriting that was dated 1820 that states that Moore, who wrote the lyrics, uh, did so in 1816. And then it was two years later when Gruber composed the melody in 1818. Nice. Do you think Hans Gruber was named after this writer? Like, literally? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just... Because <laughs> was that like a sly Christmas thing? Maybe. Because there are, there's like, I bet you someone's definitely noticed this before. Because I think there's like theories about like allegories and stuff in Die mm. Hard. I've seen those videos, but years ago. And they probably mentioned this Gruber thing. And I forgot about it between then and now. Uh, and then Bing Crosby's 1935 version is... My ears are burning. You didn't even know I was going to bring this up. Uh, Bing Crosby's... My 19... ears are burning, but I kept on walking. Oh, bo, 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 bo. Smile on my face. Thanks for coming by, Bing. His version is the fourth best-selling single of all time. Oh, wow. Of all time? Yeah, I don't know if that means Christmas music or this version of Silent Night specifically. (laughs) Like, yeah. Well, no, because isn't isn't the Bing Crosby White Christmas album like the number one selling album Um, of all time? Yeah, maybe. Or something like that? There's a Bing Crosby Christmas album that is literally, that is exactly like the distracted boyfriend meme. No, that's, uh, that's Dean Martin. Oh... Did you just, just mix me up with Dean Martin, Danny? Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Where's that crowbar? I'm a great impersonator. <laughs> I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Um, I think I just realized that Bing Crosby and Dean Martin are two different people. Oh, wow. No, I know. I see that. <laughs> I make you watch all those old movies. I feel like you should know the difference. Yeah. So Away in a Manger was written in 1882. And though it was originally claimed to have been a work of Martin Luther, the, um, you know, the famed religious reformer, Mm -hmm. the classic carol is now widely believed to be American in origin. Mm. Uh, The two most... Yeah, USA, (laughs) USA. The two most common settings are William J. Kirkpatrick in... 1895 and James Ramsey Murray in 1887. The origin of the words are obscure. Um, An early appearance was March 2nd, 1882 in the children's corner section of the Christian connoisseur. It it might be connoisseur just spelled weird. C-Y-N-O-S-U-R-E. I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Under the heading of Luther's Cradle Song. An anonymous author contributed the first two verses, stating, The following hymn composed by Martin Luther for his children is still sung by many of the German mothers to their little ones. And then an article in the May 1884 issue of The Myrtle, a periodical of the Universalist Publishing House in Boston, also uh, included the carol stating that Martin Luther, the great German reformer who was born 400 years ago, the 10th of next November, composed the following hymn for his children, and it is still sung by many German mothers to their little ones. So I don't know where the controversy comes in or where it's thought to be Americanized, but... Mm, That's okay. That's for another podcast. (laughs) I mean, another show entirely. That's not us. Yes. (laughs) 
And as you were saying this, I just realized, and I'm sure a bunch of people have figured this out for themselves, but I, it just clicked in my brain about the way in which these two songs, as an intro to I Celebrate the Day, make total sense, right? How this song is essentially the, the way that Oasis leads into Savannah, a very mm-hmm. similar thing. It's telling a story. Yeah. He's using the, other, the two yeah. public domain songs to tell a story leading up. It's chronological. It's a silent night. It's a holy night. And shepherds quake at the sight. It's about the shepherds. And they see what's happening. You know, they, they, it's a silent night. And we're not focusing on Jesus yet. We don't even necessarily know about him. The shepherds know something's happening. Something's in the air. Something's in the night. And then the story moves along to the manger. We actually go away to the manger. Away in a manger. No, no, place, for, no place for a bed. No space for a bed. No crib for, no a, crib for a bed. bed. Yeah. It's it's a chronological story because then when the, then he's born and he's away in the manger and then we go into the original the original song I celebrate the day, which is all about Jesus now being born and being a newborn. Yeah, I just realized he's telling a story. It's very he's, poetic. It this, is. Very I will po- say that the song is very poetic in nature. Until this moment, I thought it was just like here's two other songs that are specifically Christian songs about Jesus's birth. But it just clicked in my brain the way that it's a chronal. He took the store, the songs. It's blowing my mind, Jessica. How do you? You're just you're looking at your phone like, yeah, I knew, Sorry. I got it the whole time. But also, I was distracted because okay, so here's where the authorship of the song comes into question. Okay, is that no text in Luther's known writings corresponds to the carol, um, and no German text for the carol has been found from earlier than 1934. Um, more than 50 years after the first English publication. Mm. That German text reads awkwardly and appears to be the result of a translation from the English original version. The unadorned narrative style of the carol is atypical of Luther, who could never throw off his role of educator and doctrine. When some earlier 19th century sources do mention a carol written by Luther for his sons, they are referring to a different text. It just I, I just realized the significance of this like debate and how wildly different the two sides of it are because it didn't I didn't kind of think of this at first but then I had to look it up and I'm like when did Martin Luther die? He died in 1546. So they're like, well, yeah. it was either written before <laughs> 1546 or it was written in the last 200 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, and I know, it's the, I know we're past the bicentennial of America. That was in the 70, 1776. They're like it was either written in f- before fifteen forty six or it was written sometime after seventeen seventy six. That's such wildly conflicting theories. Yeah, and I mean, given that Silent Night, which has a similar theme, was written in the eighteen hundreds, though the early eighteen hundreds, right. I feel like it makes more sense that they came from the same general broad time and I don't period. know like I guess I don't know enough about music from the 16th century but it you seems, don't no but it's and I know there were hymns back then I guess I'd have to look more specifically here's some actual confirmed 16th century hymns but I'm like it sounds you know to Silent Night and Away in a Manger's credit they play like pop songs like yeah. they're actual songs that to this day they're, yeah, can they're... be rearranged into pop songs like can you say that about many other 16th century <laughs> hymns 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't really think Can so. Can you name a 16th century hymn? I definitely cannot. I'm sure there are many hymns I've sung my li- in my life that were written then, and I have no idea. Because, and we've talked about this, I think we talked about this in our God episode, there are songs that were written in the 1980s that when I was a kid, I assumed they were written in like the the 1840s, yeah. you know what I mean? When did he, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. Right, out. exactly. <laughs> but like, awesome God, like, like that song's written in the 80s or something, or the 70s, I remember now. I looked it up at some point. But I just assumed it was written like when yeah. my great 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 grandfather. Yeah. Because you, you just think of that in general. I don't know. <laughs> so um, very interesting. I think we've. What if we've discovered? What if this? Be, what if this leads into a? What if there's conspiracy like the the people behind, you know, the conspiracy out there who hear our podcast. And they come and try to shut us down. And then we're basically on like a national treasure type quest to unravel the truth of the song Away in a Manger. All because... All because of our Reliant K podcast. All because of our Reliant K podcast where we stated Martin Luther might not have written the song. Yeah. All the Lutherans are going to come after us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, is, is that what they're named after? Yeah. I just assumed I guess as much. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. If you're a Lutheran, let us know. <laughs> so, t- so one thing to quickly note, and that I didn't prepare on this, is that I forgot that this song is on Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands. I forgot that these three songs, two tracks are on there. Oh, I did not realize Because most of the time, it's... Because even though I own a copy of Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands, it's... I just remembered some more top of the show business. We'll have to go back to that in a second. And it's Christmas related. But um, most of the time, because it's on streaming... And because it's a clamshell CD, basically, I'm listening to Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear. We have the Deck the Halls one, and I have MP3s on my computer, but I didn't, like, go back to double-check if there was any, like, mastering changes. Uh. And I always think of Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hands as the pop-punk song, so I kind mm-hmm. of forget that I celebrate the day is on there. I'm sure when I first got this CD, I used to skip this song because it's slow. Oh, yeah, slow. Th- that's the thing, as I was going to say. Th- I wrote that down. This is a total skip song. This is <laughs> definitely a song that I was skipping. It's just... I feel like I heard it for the first time when you were like, Jessica, this is the song we're doing this week. And I'm sure I'd heard it before, but it just, it it was a song. It's just our personalities. Like, it takes takes something for us to notice and warm up to any slow song by almost any artist we know. It's just the the way we are. We're ADHD or whatever. I'm ADD or ADHD. Yes. So, yeah. So, any slow band song, I, because I had this, I had Deck the Hall Bruise Your Hands. When it was new, and I used to listen to it, but I definitely skipped over these songs because I don't like slow Christmas music, and I often don't listen to the slow original songs by bands I like. Um, but that reminds me of other top of the show business, which we can mention now anyway, since we're bringing up Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, and that is Danosaurus kind of followed <laughs> yeah. up with us on Twitter. So they, he actually changed his name on Twitter to Danosaurus because we couldn't get his name right. Amazing. <laughs> and I like this trend. I like being able to call out our Twitter followers and tell them what to change their names to. But uh, he wrote back to follow up on the whole controversy, which is not much of a controversy, about the gold edition of three, two lefts don't make a right, but oh, three okay. do, right? Because he was the one who had the original conversation back in October. Then we finally had in our home all our copies of gold and non-gold of all these albums so we could yes. compare them 
And his thing was that the Junkyard cover, and this does tie back into the Christmas album, his thing was that the Junkyard cover of Two Lefts, he thought was gold album exclusive. But then I said, but how could it be? Because here in my hand right now, as I'm saying this, is a Junkyard cover that on the back says 2003, and I listened to it, and it's not the gold mastering. Dinosaurus reminded us, reminded me, and I, and it clicked in my brain again. And I'm putting them together as they were originally handed to me. They was shrink wrapped this way. Oh, it was so apparently. That's cool. And there's no like proper database. Is that database. why you have two? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'll explain that, and I explain this on Twitter as well. And no one saw what I just did, but what I just did was I took the the junkyard cover copy I have of Two Lefts, and I put against the back of it like you can hear me do it right here there you go i put the the paper sleeve of deck the halls and this was shrink wrapped together that's so the junkyard cover is exclusive in the retail world to either the gold edition that comes with the sleeve or the shrink wrapped two pack where you got two lefts with a with a copy of the paper sleeve deck the halls shrink wrapped in it and that also explains Maybe this information's on Discogs, but it's, I don't feel like it's anywhere else. This also explains a question we had going back to our first pot of Christmas of was Deck the Halls ever available in retail? Because when you look at the paper sleeve, because it's a paper sleeve yeah. copy, right? Yeah. And, you know, CD singles were sold as paper sleeves, but there's no barcode on the back. So I'm like, how was this, you know, oh, there's, yeah. there's no barcode on the back. So I realized you couldn't get just a copy of Deck the Halls Bruise Your Hands on its own in retail because there's no clamshell version of it. There's no, you know, jewel case version of it. It only comes in this paper sleeve with no barcode on the back. The way you got a copy of Deck the Hall's Bruise Your Hands, and this answers the question from four weeks ago, you got it in a two-pack with the junkyard cover, non-gold version of deck of two lefts, make a right. I was so close to not <laughs> getting those nouns mixed up. As you were talking about this, I realized that I want to go back. So I've talked about it before that I did not own a physical copy of Two Lefts because I was already using iTunes. I was a very early Mm -hmm. adopter of iTunes. And so the way iTunes did it was they had like the album cover, but it was all four. Right. So... And that's still... You still see that on Amazon sometimes. But they've gotten rid of that since Apple Music became Apple Music. And now it's they only have the gold edition because it's the junkyard cover. And then it says gold edition underneath it. So apparently if you're listening on iTunes or on Apple Music, you're listening to the gold master. And I, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but I'm Spotify. She's Apple. (laughs) How do we make it work? We just do. And I just realized that two lefts, on Spotify, I'm pretty sure is the non-gold mastering. Now they do have... No, the f- it is gold. It's, it Spotify, is gold. it's gold on Spotify. They do have the first three gears. The first three gears would not be gold, though, right. correct? Right. Probably not. We'd have to go in and check it out ourselves yeah. and be sure. We're piecing all this together. I made a, uh, a national treasure joke before, but it's like <laughs> we're archaeologists piecing together the retail history of Reliant K releases. So yeah, so and just to say what you were saying was is this why I bought I have two copies. What happened was I had a pink copy and I actually played it. I sh- I you know, I really scratched up that pink copy mm-hmm. that I had. So I ne- kind of needed a f- fresh copy of two lefts and when it was available with the new cover, 
that wasn't one of the original four and it came with the Christmas CD, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm yeah, getting that's this. great. And I'm pretty sure I bought it at the merch table. So I celebrate the so day. So I celebrate the day. <laughs> I celebrate the day that we figured all this out. And now I celebrate the day because we're talking about I celebrate the day. I, I go, uh, like you said, you have sort of a roller coaster ride of, of enjoyment and enjoyment not, and, and not enjoyment. It's, I wouldn't say enjoyment and not enjoyment, but a roller coaster ride of complete enjoyment to this is making me sad. Yeah. So I have, I guess, something maybe sort of similar with it where when I first listened to it, I was just like, no, not into it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my immediate reaction. And then I've been listening to it more and more right. as the episode was coming up. And I'm like, I'll hum along every now and then. But mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's not. I think it's maybe something in in the lyrics. Uh, like, I get that this is supposed to just be a pretty kind of philosophical song. Uh, yeah, it's a very poetic, nice idea. But I was going to ask you first, but I'll just share mine <laughs> instead. I'll ask. No, I'll ask you first, then I'll answer. Do you think... Jesus knew as soon as he opened his eyes and took his first breath? No. No, he's I don't a baby. Think so. Yeah. It's a very sweet idea a, and message for a song. It is very beautiful, yes. But, I mean, he was a baby, and the point was he was born a man, right? Like, he understood, like, then there's not a lot known about Jesus as a child and, and definitely not as, like, a teen. There's those missing years and stuff like that. But I just think for Jesus to have the whole purpose of him being on earth and to have the power that he had is that he, and, and it's the fact of the, of the belief that he was fully a man. So I think when he was a baby and, you know, you could make a hypothesis that maybe babies have special psychic powers. Cause how can we know? Cause we don't remember our you know, child. That's we don't, true. You know what I mean? That's fair. So, <laughs> so when Christ was born, he could have just had the same sort of baby, mental capacity is all babies and maybe it was magical in its way because he was a baby but i personally think that if you don't if if a baby doesn't if any baby doesn't know who they are the moment they're born i don't think jesus did because the point was he was a human a hundred percent a human who was just the most in communication with god and maybe god wouldn't be like hey Jesus, you were just born, but just so you know, in about 30 so years, things are going to get pretty wild for you, pretty bad. And Jesus was like, hey, that, I'm Christmas Jesus. That's Easter Jesus's problem. Is this, is this sacrilegious? I don't think so. I feel like we're we're crossing a line or we're, we're teetering on a line here. I mean, the point of that was to be funny, but it's also actually speaking <laughs> right. what I really believe. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and this is super hypocritical coming from me, but I'm not a fan of the lyrics. I celebrate the day that you were born to die in a Christmas song. Right. Because to me, Christmas is a celebration of our Savior's life, and Easter is for celebrating and honoring his sacrifice. Right. Like, you're supposed to be a little more. And his resurrection. And his resurrection. It's, you know, both have happiness in them, and it's just like, like, I feel like, I don't know, I, I keep thinking about Talladega Nights when, when Ricky Bobby's like, the, oh, the baby pretty... Jesus is my favorite Jesus or something. Oh, like, right. I'm like, you know, you want to think about about happiness and it's a time of like birth and happiness. And yeah. so something about those, the lyrics of I celebrate the day you were yeah. born to die just depresses me to I don't no think end. that this is sacrilege to say because I mean, the fact is like, 
you know, Christian media and Christian gifts, they separate those thought, those kind of versions of Jesus, which it's all one person. But I think we all do it. When you think of yourself yeah. as a kid, you kind of think of that kid as a different person. And you think of yourself as an adult. And you it's like all about reconciling how is that the same person. Well, in a lot of ways, they aren't. Because then there's the science of like every seven years or whatever. And then every decade or whatever, like on a cellular level, you're a whole different person. Because you shed cells and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, to say like there's a baby Jesus and that's baby Jesus. And then there's Jesus of Nazareth you know, <laughs> on his way to the cross and stuff. That's the whole, that it, I don't think it's wrong to think of that, to understand essentially that it's the same person, but to compartmentalize them in that way. I think literally, I think almost every denomination does that. Almost every version of Christianity that has existed through the years has done that. Our art and our media and the way that it's even preached by pastors, they, they kind of compartmentalize baby Jesus and grown Jesus all the time. And, and I understand that it's and, that 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 you yeah. know you have to take you have to look at the full picture because yes we are celebrating Christmas it's Christ Mass it's Christ's birth and that's kind of what I like to focus on yeah at keep that the time. Christ and Christmas Jess <laughs> that's what I like to focus on at that time of year but I do know that and and he's it's it's also in the lyrics about how like that you know he died to save us right um you know from our sins and yeah I don't know it's just. I totally it, it get it. Just, I yeah. think I think it's a, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm glad that there are. To to be fair, I just completely understand your trepidation on that, and it kind of it kind of goes against what you want about Christmas. Like you don't want to think about the crucifixion on Christmas personally. Right. There isn't a lot of cross imagery in Christmas stuff. It's all about the in, in the nativity, the nativity, mm-hmm. even in churches, not and just stars not just the, in Christian yeah. retail. But in in actual churches and in in how they celebrate, they don't put cro- they don't put cross imagery. They put nativities. They put the star. They put the shepherds. They have the manger. The angel. Yeah, but you don't have boulders over crypts and like you know crosses when it comes to Christmas. I think that what Matisse wrote here is really beautiful in that he kind of did it in a and it's it's just, it, and in a way right. But what I'm trying to say and I'm not saying it right now is there aren't a lot of Christmas songs that are hits that do try to mix Christ's purpose and his sacrifice and his defeat, def- his becoming sin and his defeating death and all that stuff. There aren't a lot of Christmas songs that actually focus on that. The one that is compared to this song a lot is Mary Did You Know. I don't know why yes. I, I don't know why I pronounce it that way. Mary did you know? Like I'm George W like I'm George H. Bush. Yeah, when you search for I celebrate the day right. by Reliant K, it comes up with other suggested searches and the number one is Mary Did You Know. Right. So I mean Mary Did You Know is probably one of the other big songs that actually explains that whole thing. It says, Hey, it's Christmas and in about thirty years <laughs> we're gonna have Easter, right? We're gonna have a whole. We're gonna have the the crucifixion, the resurrection, all that stuff. It's kind of the only song that kind of decompartmentalizes that in a way. And I feel like I guess if there are other works of art and songs out there that do that more, that try to bring the crucifixion, and the resurrection more into Christmas, I can't think of them. They don't come to mind, and maybe they're not as popular if they do exist. This song is very popular, and I think it, he he tried to do it in a subtle enough way. One thing I think we're missing in the conversation here, though, Jess, is that 
Relying K, especially at this point, they would have explained themselves as a ministry band. Maybe Relying mm-hmm. K of the last couple of years is not as much of a ministry, but when Relying K in the first couple of albums, the first, you know, I don't know up through, I don't know when they would have said they stopped if they have a time they say they stopped or if they ever really did claim to stop being a ministry. But there were early days where they said we're a ministry, we're out there rocking for God. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, I miss those days. I think it's probably around mm-hmm, when they like hit that next kind of just level. Became that it, music. Yeah. So yeah, there are bands out there that are like we we exist as a band, as a piece of as an art, as a thing that exists that you can enjoy. But our goal is that you'll enjoy us and you'll be interested in this Jesus that we're singing about, and you'll want to learn more. Like they they were a ministry in their first like four three and a half albums or so right so when you so i celebrate the day is kind of a ministry song it is the lyrics than, are a little heavy they're, right. they're a little heavy-handed like mary did you know is kind of like i don't know what the difference would be but it's not a ministry song it's kind of like a contemplative song about christmas about the meaning of mm-hmm. christmas but I feel like I celebrate the day is really trying to get you thinking about Jesus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mary, yeah. did you know? I don't know if that really makes you th- really think about Mary. I celebrate the day is kind of about having, like, maybe in previous years gotten away from what the true meaning of Christmas is and then right. coming back to it and understanding and appreciating the reason for the season. And it's, it goes back to last week's episode, last week's non-Four Pods of Christmas, Forward Motion, and many other Reliant K songs that in these first few albums and even in Five Score and stuff like that, there are songs that Matt Thiessen is specifically singing about. I've fallen away from God or I've let myself drift too far away or I've let myself be concerned too much with earthly things and I need to focus more on God and more on my relationship with Jesus because there is the line in this song where he sings about New Year's Eve. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Because here is where you're finding me in the exact same place as New Year's Eve and the lack of my persistency where less than half as half close as I want to be. So this could be a non-Christmas Reliant K song just from those lyrics. Mm-hmm. This could be an, a song that Matt Thiessen is just singing about. A year ago, I said I was going to get closer to God, and a year went by, and I'm exactly half as close as I should be, and I haven't done anything over the last year, and what's wrong with me? I'm struggling with forward motion, and... I need to be pressing on and like all these similar sort of songs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in a way that in a way there's two songs. Oh, so and I have a couple notes that I haven't really gotten into, but basically I wrote down this isn't really like any other Reliant K song. In the same way mm-hmm. in a similar way that you criticize Deathbed as not really sounding like or feeling like a Reliant K yeah. song. It just kind of yeah. feels like something else entirely. This feels like something else entirely. Like this basically feels like their most CCM attempt. Yes. Right? But I don't think Reliant K is like... I don't think of them as a CCM band in that way. I think of them as like a, just a genuine yeah. rock band. I mean, they show up on CCM compilations right. and stuff. I think they're like the Supertones or Switchfoot. I this think... could so be a Supertones song. <laughs> <I could. laughs> um, yeah, rework it. Just get those upstrokes going and some horn lines. Um but yeah, but like the Supertones and Switchfoot, which are also like, you know, ministry bands and in the CCM world, but I think musically they're more genuine, like they're not copying a trend, right? Like they're being very much themselves. 
which is unfortunately what I think of as CCM music, and I don't know a lot of modern CCM music, recent CCM music. I just know what was playing at the main stage while I was at the second stage. <laughs> and I always, at, at Soulfest in the early 2000s, and I always thought of the big CCM pop stuff as like, that's like following a mainstream trend, right? Obviously, the pop punk bands I was listening to also were technically following a mainstream trend, but they were... From my perspective, it was the labels that were following a marketing trend and that the bands that I liked that were Christian were usually genuinely just one, (coughs) excuse me, choking on my words. (laughs) The bands I liked were usually just like real bands that wanted to play pop music, uh, pop pop punk music or punk music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was really the labels that marketed them. And then, and you know what? I'm not giving credit to CCM artists who maybe felt the same way. They just wanted to sing. They just wanted to share their testimonies and their fellowship and stuff. And they wanted to do it through music and they become part of a machine. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, (laughs) I celebrate the day. Did you have, uh, let me see if I had other notes on it. Oh, it also, this song kind of vaguely Sounds like, I guess I could get into it with the covers, but you know that the Pogues' Fairy Tale of New York? No. We'll talk about it in covers. Okay. It doesn't sound like that, but when I found one cover, I was like, oh, wait, this is like that Pogues' Christmas song. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Well, I celebrate the day as 120 beats per minute. And Jog.fm <laughs> claims that this is this song is perfect for running a 13-minute mile. I beg to differ. Well, yeah, what? Who is putting this on their running playlist? The exact same yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Strange. So, did you have any deep dive stuff after you circumvented all those I, viruses? Yes. <laughs> I have a couple of things. So, I found a blog post from meaningofthemuse.blogspot.com. I celebrate the day, and this was posted Friday, December 5th, 2014. I still haven't even come to grips with this song. The muse assures that that is okay. The only thing so far is heaven is so much an other place and time and existence that we have only seen a fleeting shadow of how perfection is to lived out forever. Huh. How perfection is (sighs) to lived out forever. Okay. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. Uh, Then... I have sort of a longer blog post from spendlifewisely.com, and I'll kind of skip down to just the the part. Okay. For me personally, the meaning of Christmas represents so much more than just the birth of Jesus. Several years ago, I heard a song called I Celebrate the Day by Reliant K. This song has completely changed my outlook on the meaning of Christmas. One of the lines in the song says... And the first time that you opened your eyes, did you realize that you would be my savior? And the first breath that left your lips, did you know that it would change this world forever? That line puts so much significance into the birth of Jesus. Think back to the first time you saw your child at birth and the moment they first opened their eyes. Now think about the moment they took their first breath, how innocent and pure that celebration of life was. But it gets better. As if that was not powerful enough, towards the end of the song, it goes on to say, And I, I celebrate the day that you were born to die so I could 
one day pray for you to save my life. Once I heard that phrase, it put the meaning of Christmas and the birth of Jesus into a completely different perspective for me. To understand that Jesus was born to die literally changed my understanding on the meaning of Christmas and the birth of Jesus. When Jesus was born, God gave us the ultimate gift of life. Not only did he give life to Jesus, but he gave the the opportunity for eternal life through Jesus for you and for me. At that very moment, there was a victory over death. God had to fulfill his plan of sending his one and only son to this earth to be born to die. Amen. I get overwhelmed by his goodness every time I think about it. So I encourage each of you to spend some time celebrating this Christmas season and reflect on the fact that not only was Jesus born, but he was born to die. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's nice. We were all born to die. <laughs> Come on, take a walk on the wild side. Let me kiss you hard in the pouring rain. You like your girls <laughs> I've been holding myself back. All episode. <laughs> oh, you were waiting until we were just far enough away from the talk about Christ, so it wasn't quite as sacrilegious. Exactly. Um, and then uh, there's, yeah, so you had mentioned that a lot of, like, ministries like to, to use this, like right. churches and everything, and I found quite a few, like, different performances mm-hmm. that you could, like, buy the video of or the CD of. Um, different kids performing. Oh, okay. Um, I and bet like you some whole of those Christ- are on this YouTube thing. Yeah, whole Christmas performances like called I Celebrate the Day oh. where they do different um, Christmas songs inspired by different like, you know, cr- popular Christian artists right. of the time. And they made I Celebrate the Day the eponymous track of their yeah. celebration. Interesting. Well, we'll have to buy some of those and redo this episode sometime. <laughs> Because I just have about 20 different YouTube videos of people playing the song in church. But before we get to those, Jessica, would you like to learn how to play this song on piano? Oh, um, sure. Well, here's this really uh, kick-ass infographic. <laughs> the info, I don't know what to, how to describe this. It's like a graphic representation. It's almost like Guitar Hero. But it shows you how to play. There's a keyboard at the bottom of the YouTube screen. And then these these vertical bars moving towards the keyboard that represent where you're supposed to play. And I'm guessing there must be all kinds of videos on YouTube about this. But it's the first one I've ever found of Reliant K. And here's what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just like Guitar Hero, but for piano. Yeah. Oh, this is so helpful. (laughs) So I guess you would just sit with like an iPad up there and you just maybe practice yeah. along. And it's got like See for a slow song, this song is actually very fast in the piano. Yeah. It shows what to do with different colored bars, I guess represent your left and your right hand. Piano is hard. <laughs> like you gotta have yeah. two halves of your brain or whatever. <laughs> I only got one half of my brain. So, uh, yeah, that's how to learn. And then there's a second video, which is actually a human specifically showing you how to play uh, the video, when, uh, the song on piano. We're not going to play that right now. But uh, just so everyone knows, it's uploaded by Guitar Hero 611. So check out Guitar Hero 611's 10-minute how to play I Celebrate the Day on Piano by Reliant K with sheet music. Then 
And this is all, I put this all in the like official version stuff, right? Because I don't know, I guess I could have put that in covers, but um, here's a weird thing I found. <laughs> and you can see the screen cap right now. It's a really weird looking screen cap. Yeah, it is. That looks like when Tim and Eric do like a culty thing. They do like a fake cult. This looks like a Tim and Eric fake cult sort oh, of thing. Oh man, speaking of Tim and Eric. <laughs> oh yeah. We went to ch- we shouldn't name the church. We should not. But there's a church, there's a there's a Methodist church. I guess we could mention that much. There's a Methodist church we've always been interested in checking out. It was like it was fun. It was cuz it was like it was there was some Tim and Eric like like adult swim things going on there. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. They were all super nice people, but like their artwork in their flyers and on their <laughs> On their projection screens it was were so JPEGs and like the most JPEG and oddly neon and like elongated yeah. and like yeah like badly spaced out and like some letters would be really pixelated but some it's like some were vector yeah. letters and graphics and some weren't and some were stretched out JPEGs and stretched out letters yeah and anyway <laughs> it was good times yeah so we can get into this video where I don't really know a lot about this at all because I barely know basic music theory and stuff but i guess there's something called pagorethian or pagagorian tuning pagagorian tuning maybe i've heard this phrase before but it seems like really really deep music paganini sort of, horror not paganini horror which is an amazing italian bad horror movie that we have but this is like this is what they did with the song It says that they changed it to what 400. What is this image? It's the image is like a two gingerbread people holding up candy canes in the snow, but their faces have been completely covered over by a little by a picture of a little girl in a circle holding headphones up to her ears. But then also that's kind of like weirdly shifted, like it's a 3D image that you're not wearing the glasses. That's yeah. why it looks like pseudo culty. <laughs> Because it's just got that odd sort of coloring and scheme and like outsider art feeling to it. But then they, I guess they tuned it to 432 hertz. And I, I guess this has some sort of theory or thing about how music should be listened to by some people. And the, all they wrote was, it was a great year tuning in natural scale. This is by Soul Synth Music. And they just like retuned the, the the existing three tracks to sound like this. Interesting. It's unsettling. It is. So I'm like, is this some sort of? I don't. I. I it makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm afraid to play more. Like, does it like, is it like the brown note or something? Like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> is this brainwashing us? Yeah. So I looked into the Wikipedia of Pegorthian tuning. Uh-huh. And it was so complicated. The Wikipedia. There was no like basic explanation. Oh, wow. It has something to do with tuning. And I'm like, is this some sort of thing? Almost like how some people, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? I almost got the word in my head. Synesthesia. Where you see colors when you listen to music. You know about that? Kanye West claims to be mm-hmm. one, but whatever. Like, there's people who clinically actually, like, see colors when they listen to music. Oh. They see things when they just... And they're just regular, everyday people who just have some sort of odd sensory concept of music. 
And, like, is this a similar thing where, like, some people can't... Or, like, how ASMR people have that thing in their brain. Is this just some sort of thing where people need things music tuned to 432 hertz? Weird. I don't know. I don't know. This is a rabbit hole, and I'm afraid to go down it. So let's just forget <laughs> that I even mentioned it. And let's hear the song played live in 2012. Um, and this is the same concert on December 8th, 2012, where we saw one of the early performances of Boomerang. Oh, cool. Right? So this, because this is like, they've already started writing the songs for Collapsible Lung at this concert. So you've got Ethan and the Johns and Matt and Matt, and they played I Celebrate the Day that night. And here's what it sounded like. So, oh, I like the sleigh bells in the yeah. <laughs> Ethan's got that same stick, that big stick filled with, filled with sleigh bells. Um, I did. Oh, I had a note about the percussion in this. In okay. This. Uh, the percussion, I don't know. To me, it just sounds very basic. Uh-huh. Um, but I do like the sleigh bells, though. And there's that little breakdown with the sleigh bells and the, and the xylophone. Right. Or something like that. And I really like that part. Yeah. It would have been Dave on the song, on the record, because it was definitely 2003 yeah. when the song yeah. was made. Um, but this version live in 2012 in C- Canton, Ohio, is kind of they kind of made it sound more like an indie rock song, and just from the yeah. instruments that they have on stage, yeah, it's really different from the album track. But yeah, so I don't know. I, uh, it's nice. <laughs> it's fun hearing it live. I kind of lost track of my thoughts. They played the song live a lot. They played it at the time. Winter Wonder Slam. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Um, I'd heard of the first time I heard of it, and I don't know what state it's in. Do you know? Remember what state it's in? No. I'll look that up while I say this. But the first time I heard of Winter Wonderland, I want to say like Pennsylvania, but I'm oh, not that, sure. That, uh, it looks like it might be in New Jersey, Livingston, okay. New Jersey. Yeah, okay. it looks like it's in New Jersey. And it was that general region. Yeah. So Winter Wonderland, I've heard of because like one of the best recorded or at least the most available online for the last 20 years uh five iron frenzy full concert bootlegs was from winter wonder slam like someone had like a really good recording of a five iron frenzy concert from winter wonder slam that just got that just has remained around online forever but in 2008 they played this song live and a whole bunch of people recorded it and put it on youtube like, you can almost probably make some sort of VR experience out of the various angles that Whoa. a bunch of people have filmed of this song from Winter Wonderslam. However, none of them sound good. Everyone's camera phones in 2008 sound like garbage when they tried to record Reliant K playing at Winter Wonderslam. And it's too bad because the video is super interesting. Like they're, And I'm, I'm sure they did this in other places, but they're covered 
all over the stage with with like y- yard Christmas yeah, ornaments. That's awesome. I put this one at the top, so maybe this one will sound good. Let's see what this sounds like. I remember why I put this one at the top because they only recorded 28 seconds and I was like, that's perfect for the podcast. <laughs> um, that looks super cool though. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And you know what? This is like a worship song, but it just has a slight shift into pop territory mm-hmm. that made me not think of it as a worship song until I heard that live version. And I mean, I've seen videos online of people worshiping to like softer to me and stuff like that. Like honestly, like, Christian punk kids, I was there. I saw it, and then maybe I took part in it in some ways. Like, you could worship to anything. Worship to Scalaluya, even though it's like a skanking beat. Like, you know what I mean? I love Scalaluya. I know you love Scalaluya, but can you imagine, like, putting your hands up in praise? <laughs> some people did it. No, I would be skanking along to the beat, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so, in 2010, and this, I don't think I'm going to play this, because maybe we'll play it when we talk about Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More. But uh, in 2010 in Fort Lauderdale, they merged this song. They merged this song. They took Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More, and they transitioned into I Celebrate the Day. Ah. Yeah. They took out Away in a Manger and Silent Night, and they did that instead. Uh, like I mentioned, this is on Happy Christmas Volume 4, and it's presented as a single online specifically from that comp. Hmm. And also, you know what's funny is like, Unlike some of the outros on Forget Not Slow Down, where they really forced it, like it really cuts it close where the track cuts off, right? Like baby, like like just you just you just hit that mark where the track actually cuts off. Right. But then like this is the end and if you want it, how like when you listen to ju- if you just listen to parenthesis if you want it, you're like you hear the last song ending, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, this song, I Celebrate the Day, is like they got the exact, even though it has that perfect transition mm-hmm. from the first two songs into I Celebrate the Day, they got the exact moment like where the song starts flawlessly. Like if you just listen to the digital single of I Celebrate the Day, you'd have no idea there was a lead in from those other two songs. Oh, I, and you asked about fan videos earlier, right? I did. <laughs> uh, the closest thing I found was someone made a, a bunch of, took a bunch of Christian movies and edited together this inspirational video. Okay. This music video is a Christmas special which features Reliant K's I Celebrate the Day and several inspirational music, movies, sorry, inspirational movies connecting the past and present. There's the Nativity Story, The Passion of the Christ, The Son of God, Chronicles oh, of wow, Narnia, those kind of Prince Christmas. Caspian, Christmas. Voyage of the Dawn Trader, The Ultimate Gift, A Walk to Remember, and God's Not <laughs> nice. Dead. A Walk to Remember, <laughs> while also while a Christian movie, is sort of like... It's also not a Christian It's sort movie? of the most mainstream in there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Passion of the Christ was pretty mainstream. So this is this is the general thing. See, they took like a bunch of like famous Christian songs, and it's very well edited video, actually. That is. 
Like they put in transitions, they put in flashes yeah. to cut things in. They kind of know the number one rule of AMVs and fandom FMVs. Try not to use footage of dialogue. Yeah. Even even though, and especially cut out the original and cut audio. Out the, yeah, please cut out but the original audio. the worst thing you can do when making a fan music video out of movie and television shows is to show clips of people moving their mouths because it's distracting to the yeah. thing. you got to find either action shots or contemplative shots. Sorry, so I'm not going to look for the Watch Your clip, but it's in there somewhere. And then we can get into covers. Ready for covers? I am ready for covers. So this is one of the first songs, uh, I think, in a long time. I think maybe the last one was Pressing On that has, like, a real cover, meaning, like, an actual other established artist. Oh, wow. Wrote and recorded, like, legally a cover of the song. Oh, wow. So many other people are just online and just make a cover and post it. But, like, obviously this involves publishing and actual release. I'm not familiar with this person, but Stephanie Smith is apparently a female vocalist who was on Goatee Records. Oh. Her albums from Goatee Records are not on Spotify. Huh. I wanted to check out some other of her music and just, you know, see what she was about. Like, was she pop? Was she, like... I have right, no idea right. what her other songs were. Um, I did not find the time to <laughs> research Stephanie Smith other than looking at her Wikipedia. But one of the only songs on Spotify, and it's here on this YouTube version, is she has... In like an official cover of this song, which is in its another Goatee Records artist doing it, so it kind of makes sense. But let's hear this version of I Celebrate the Day by Stephanie Smith. So country, she's a country artist, or well, just no, I don't think that she sort is. of general Christian pop. I think it's like a general Christian pop sort of thing, and yeah, her voice does have kind of a like you could take her and just put her in a country band, but I don't yeah. think she's a country artist. Oh, okay, maybe she's from the south, maybe she's just got that sort of inflection in her voice, but That's I think pretty. it's like a Christian pop thing. It's pretty, but it is very pretty, and it's got that like organ, that mm-hmm. sort of harmonious shaking organ sound. I really like that version. Then we have, his name is Gilherm, Gil, I don't usually apologize for trying to pronounce names. I try to barrel through them as best I can, but he, he speaks Spanish and sings in Spanish. Uh, Guillerme Guimarino San, Santos. I know Santos. I know how to pronounce that. But uh, he's dreamy. 
and he's going to sing to us and he's going to sing all three songs in Spanish. So he's, we'll skip around a little bit and I don't want to have to edit this in in post. So I'm going to turn up the volume a lot, but basically he sings the first two intro songs, the classic songs in Spanish. And it's very Christmassy around I love his setup. Yeah, it's it's a very good camera. He's by like a screen door, but a gla- I mean a glass door, like a sliding glass door. He's on a nice He's got modern couch. Nice modern couch, fake three fake uh, candles that are very nice, a nativity, like a ceramic nativity in the foreground, and a really nicely lit Christmas tree behind him. Uh, and then he moves from the classic songs into I Celebrate the Day, and then starts singing in English. Christmas wishes me the point I could convey. If only I can find the words to say to let you know how much you've touched my life because. Yeah. Nice. It's nice. It was nice to see it kind of like, because he didn't do, I would like to see someone actually do a Reliant K song in another language. I've yet to find that. And if it exists, I'm like, maybe. You know, I'm geotagged not to find it, or maybe I need to actually type in this, this, the other language version of the song right, to find right. it. But that's the first time I found someone who took they the song. A, I find in my deep dives a lot of lyric. Yeah. Um, and I translate it. Yeah, and I do find a lot of um, what do you call them? Uh, lyric videos where it's just a translation on screen, but it's the original song. Um. Then we have here, oh, uh, oh, maybe I want to end with this because it's probably the best cover. And again, I shouldn't have said that because it means you won't like it. <laughs> but um, here's a kind of a full band version by His Love Never, what? His Love Never Ending. His Love Never Ending did a really big full band version of the song. And they did that like... They did that uh, like Brady Bunch camera thing where each of them is in a different section of the of nice. the video. So there's uh, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people involved in this. Wow. Two guys have doubled up on the instruments. And they're all got cameras on them. Like I said, they've split the whole image into nine images. And they had to shrink the tenth one down just to fit it on there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of people involved in this cover in His Love Never Ending. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here, a little bit more towards the middle. The lady who was just singing cried. She like wiped Aww. away a tear. That's nice. There's three female singers 
and everyone else that I mentioned, whatever the amount of people I said, three minus that are all men on instruments. And, and when the sleigh bells came up, the drummer. Yeah, an 11th another, image yeah. came up <laughs> of that guy. Um, and guess who's back? Zeke Power's back. Nice. Back again. Tell a friend. <laughs> Zeke Power, all the way from Australia, is here, and he plays all three songs together. I think he actually shortens them even more than Matt Thiessen already did. Is Zeke Power friends with Denny? I don't know. I'll have to ask him. If I see Denny around, I'll ask him. <laughs> you want me to call Denny? <laughs> I can do a pretty good impression of Denny, and I could pretend. It's like, okay. Good, good day, old Denny. <laughs> I'll also have good friends with Zeke Power. It's a pretty good impression of him, huh? Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> About as good as your Bing Crosby. <laughs> so here's Zeke Power singing... I'll skip around a little bit, but, uh... He starts with Silent Night and Away in a Manger. The little Lord Jesus Lay down his sweet head The stars in the sky They look down Asleep on the hay The hay And then the first time That you opened your eyes Did you realize That you would be my savior In the first breath That left your lips Did you know that it Would change this world forever In the first time you opened your eyes did you realize you would be my savior in the first breath that left your lips did you know that it would change this world forever and I I celebrate the day where you were born to die so I could one day so that's to, really beautiful it is really beautiful of the zeke powers covers we found this is his most just straightforward mm-hmm. like every cover he's done of a reline k song it's really and he's done many though. reline k songs so we'll keep coming back to zeke but uh yeah that's very beautiful except he just did it straight ahead and it's, you know so but it's still really nice i'm showing you my notes so if you're interested in any of these Let's go, okay, let's go to, you've got to love this. You have to like this. (laughs) Kenzie Norris. And this was one of the last covers I found. And I was like, and I, and again, unfortunately, similar to Curl Up and Die, if we went through all, I think in the same case, I found 30 covers or so. And a lot of them like Curl Up and Die are very Mm samey. They're all very good, right? But when you've heard 30 covers that are just straight ahead, either piano or guitar, it's like 25% guitar and like 75% piano. And like, they're all sounding the same. It's just a difference of what voice do you like? Then I found this one and I went, Ooh,
that's a cool sort of ambient club yeah. jam. I feel like that should be in Love Actually or something. <laughs> Maybe. Could definitely be in some sort of hipster Christmas movie. Yeah. No, I don't know if I'm calling Love it's, Actually a hipster really movie, a hipster but you know movie, what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I didn't notice, it should just but be, It should be in a mainstream Christmas movie. Yeah. It's actually hashtagged ambient on SoundCloud. By the way, this is like... So typically... My Reliant K research is YouTube, and I find almost everything on YouTube. Then I check out Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Almost never find anything on Bandcamp. Pretty much never find anything on Bandcamp. Sometimes find one or two things on SoundCloud. This time, dozens of people loved to cover this song and upload it to SoundCloud. Tons and tons of SoundCloud covers. Huh. That was the best one. <laughs> I guess because it's just so popular, and like we didn't realize how popular it was. Yeah. The first time that you opened your ears, did you realize that this was actually a good song and that it wasn't slow and boring? No, it's quite the opposite. But I'm getting more into it now. I'm getting into you because you got to me. So here's what I mentioned before. This is the improbable truth. And under normal circumstances, this would just be one of many very similar style covers, but it opened my ears to something else that I mentioned earlier. So here's the cover, and then I'll say what I figured out for myself. And with this Christmas wishes missed the point I could convey. By the way, I love this guy's voice. It's, it's, it's like not fantastic, but it's like its own thing. I really love it. Like that cover of Bummin' we found with that really with that guy who really bummin' that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is very oh, yeah. similar to that. That's I love this kind of I stuff. I forgot about that. Yeah. If only I could find the words to say to let you know how much you've touched my life because here is where you're finding me in the exact same place. So this guy really reminded me of something, and I and I still can't place exactly what his voice sounds like. If anyone out there can like, there's his this guy's voice sounds like somebody that I couldn't figure out, but it also made me think really close to this song. I was crying. It's probably all we want to play of this song. Have you oh, know this yeah. song? I do know this song. Yeah. Now that you play it, I know this. The Pogues song. Fairy Tale of New York, and I can't remember, but there's a bad word in here. It might be like, like a word for, uh, oh, like yeah, I can't remember. There's a problematic word in this song, I believe. I could totally be wrong, but I think there is. Um, and then, yeah, lots and lots of church sanctuary videos. I mean, I might share some of these online, but I think you generally get the idea of them. So then we'll end on this. <laughs> so we'll end on this. Like 12 Days of Christmas, I found a number of body language videos to this, meaning uh, sign language videos. Oh, okay, cool. And dance videos and like happy hand club videos. Right? Gotcha. I kind of, I don't really know a lot about this. You and I went to a church where, like, one random lady was dancing in the aisles. Yeah, she was doing, like, interpretive dance to, like, right. classic hymnals. And you had never seen this before, yeah. right? 
classic hymns. I was kind of aware of that, but if if I hadn't seen all of these videos, I might not have been prepared for that lady to do that at the church we went to. The thing is, I have realized there's this whole, like, and I don't know if it's denomination-specific or if it's a lot of denominations just have it, but there is, like, interpretive dance. When I'm familiar with dancing in a church, like, like, evangelical sort of like non it was always called non-denominational the churches that i went to that did this it was like it was kind of like hopping up and down and putting your hands up and waving them around and like swinging your hips back and forth along sure. to the praise and worship yeah as opposed to just other churches bopping along yeah. as you stood there if you felt like dancing you just like kind of nodded your head a little right yeah. but but as opposed to churches i grew up in where it's like you grab you take your hymnal you look up at the me if there's a screen you look up at the screen or you look down your hymnal and you just sing along right so it was either I was used to either you just stand there and sing or you stand in the same spot and you dance around. Right. But now there's this whole other thing where it's like people up and down the aisles doing like interpretive dance that have representative things where their arms go out and they're reaching up this way and they're like reaching the other way and down and up. It's a whole thing. And I don't know if it's specific to a denomination because I seem to see it in a lot of different type of videos. We'll play this one. This is Silent Night, Away in a Manger, Reliant K motions they spelt reliant wrong by chapel hill kids um and i'm actually wondering if this is like a children's channel for like a christian children's channel but i love this like the college oh maybe yeah but i love this one because because she wore some green in her sweater on a green screen So <laughs> the background keeps going through it. So it's these two ladies wearing reindeer hats and behind them is this very it's actually very fitting to the cover of Let It Snow Baby Let It Rain. It is. Because they're it's, wearing reindeer antlers. It's this animated background that's made to look like it's all made out of uh, like construction paper and stuff, which is exactly what the Let It Snow cover is like. And they're just kind of standing there awkwardly laughing, waiting for the song to really start. Then they start singing along, and then they do hand motions and stuff, and we'll skip ahead a bit so you can actually see that. I like all the stuff going on in the background. They had, like, a little skiing man going through some trees. Yeah. All uh, animated. But I just love... And it's it's very professional-looking video. Yeah, it is. Except that the lady wore green on the green screen in her Christmas sweater, (laughs) and things are magically going through her chest. So do you want to classic Jessica this and check out some of their other videos? I do. Okay. Let's take a look. What is up, YouTube? Ben here with this duck that I found in my closet. And hey, YouTube fam, it is so good to be back. So sorry for the inconvenience. Listen, we're here. We ain't going nowhere. Want to take a quick moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you. To all of you who have been so patient with us. You're welcome. So I get Featured channels, the church at Chapel Hill. So I guess, yeah. So I guess there's a church called Chapel Hill and they created a kids channel on YouTube. Interesting. Uh, The deodorant. White out dance party dance moves. (laughs) Boom goes kids. Memory Max. Purple T-Rex. Savage. Real love, wake, Hillsong, young and free, Hilt, more Hillsong songs, good, good father, Zealand worship. Yeah, I don't it's like, like one. these are kids' videos. These are Christian kids' yeah. videos where it's just like two people entertain, two people just kind of like stand on the screen and entertain your children. Well, it'll be really difficult to find them in just a, a month. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you'll have to get a special app and all of that. 
But anyway, um, and just to get a little bit more. So here's another one, and it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but they don't have the same like fun animation in the background. But it has a lot of views. It has like ten, hundreds of thousands of views. Mana House Kids. So I guess there's a whole nother Christian thing out there. Well, yeah, this is like... Um... Yeah, like how you do, like, it's a big, big house yeah. with lots and lots of room. But for, um, for the crib, for the crib part, they did an X. So I guess that, like, they put their hands across their chest, like, in an X motion. Right. I mean, does that mean that they didn't have, like, the no crib for the bed because oh, they didn't know what to do for the bed no. part? Yeah. But they're also not totally choreographed because right now while they're doing Celebrate the Day, they're both kind of just generally doing praise and worship hands and she's more touching her chest and like her heart yeah. and he's more reaching out and looking up and she's got her eyes closed. So it's not really choreographed. I'm now wondering, is there, um, we're just scratching the surface. I guess there's a YouTube community of children's videos for Christians or Christian videos for children, Makes for sense. Christian children, right? Makes sense. Where instead of just like being like baby shark, baby shark or whatever that is, <laughs> You know, you know the Baby Shark song, don't you? No. What? Okay, you're really, really, really lucky. Because <laughs> in, in the meme world, you can't escape it. And I think in the, like... I mean, I've vaguely heard of something about a Baby Shark, baby, but oh, I thought baby it shark, was... Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do, Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I thought it had something to do with Left Shark from the Katy Perry <laughs> Super Bowl thing. No, it's just like a children's song. <laughs> baby Shark, do-do-do. Gotcha. Instead of those, like, sort of vague animations and, like, you know... Uh, Elsa getting pregnant by Spider-Man or whatever it is. You have two adults, like, just looking into the camera, I guess, like, interacting virtually with a child, just kind of generally showing them how praise and worship emotions work. Interesting. I had no idea this existed. And that's the kind of thing that we find out when we celebrate the day, along with you, our listener, here on Sadie Hawkins Pod. And that's our third pod of Christmas. So, Jessica, once again, where can people reach us uh, if they want us if they want to let us know? I feel like we posed questions earlier and I can't remember what any of them were. <laughs> but the fourth day is of Christmas in two weeks. It's Christmas in two yes. weeks. You got your shopping done? Yes. Yeah. Do you? Uh, well, my shopping is your shopping. So, yes, <laughs> I could lie and say no. Did you shop for me? Do you have my oh, presents? Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Four zero two nine five Sadie <laughs> Sadie Hawkins Pod at gmail dot com. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Let me know if you have any gift ideas for Jessica. We just wasted ninety four minutes of your.